Okay. Engage. Three ways Yeshua believers link up or lose out. And all of this comes from our uh, from today's um, today's new covenant reading. First of all, the question is, why should you care about what we're going to be doing today? First of all, I'm assuming that, like me, many of you are dissatisfied with the merely conventional, with people who are believers who have respectable views, they vote the right way, they have the right opinions, they say all the right things, uh, but uh, give me a break. Is this, is this what it's all about, that, that God sent his son into the world in order that we might have respectable opinions? I don't think so. I don't think I'm the only one who's dissatisfied with that. Secondly, I think we're dissatisfied because I think many of us remember once upon a time. Once upon a time when we were first believers, maybe when we were so joyful we had trouble sleeping, when we were so filled with a sense of God's presence that we could not keep it to ourselves. We miss that. We miss that once upon a time. And we want to know how to regain that kind of, of effulgence of the presence of God. And finally, uh, we're dissatisfied. Uh, we, we, we occasionally meet what I call resurrected people. Sometimes we meet people who, um, whose life with God is so magnetic and so attractive that we just want to hang out with them. So for these three reasons, because we're dissatisfied with the merely conventional, because we remember a once upon a time when things were much more supernatural than they seem to be for us right now. And because occasionally we encounter people who seem to have a fullness of life that we long for, for these reasons, it's probably a good idea to pay attention. I don't know, uh, you see some static down here at the bottom of the page. I'm going to see if I can reopen this without that static. Just hold on a moment. So, just a second. Let's try it again. There it is, without the static. Now, let me get it for you. Just a moment. Here it comes. Be patient with me. Okay, here we go. All better. So, there's the static again. I'll just leave it there. So, what's our theme today? Our theme today is this. Engage with God in three ways in order to grow with God in all ways. That's what I'm going to be suggesting to us today. That all of us, each of us, 
engage with God in three ways in order to grow with God in all ways. Let's look at those three ways of engagement. They're all found in that New Covenant reading that we had today. First is atonement engagement. Uh, we read, uh, having greeted them, he showed them his hands and his side. And uh, the Talmudim were overjoyed to see the Lord. Uh, this is an atonement engagement. Here, he's the one who, uh, who uh, was pierced through for our transgressions, crushed for our iniquities. The chastening of our well-being was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. Uh, we we uh, need to have an engagement with Yeshua as our atonement. I'm going to look for uh, in a few minutes at some unsatisfactory ways that people engage with that. But this is one of the three engagements which is uh, imperative. The second engagement that's imperative is descending engagement. Not only the atonement engagement, but just as the Father has sent me, so I'm sending you. This engages with the Father as the one who sends us into the world, just as he sent Yeshua into the world. This is really incredible. To glorify him on earth by doing what God has called us to do. Yeshua says in John 17, he says to the Father, I glorified you on earth by finishing the work you gave me to do. Just as you have sent me into the world, I am sending them into the world. So this is the second way we need to engage with God, that God is the one who sends us to do something in the world. Now, knowing what that something is takes sound counsel, prayer, and awareness. And there are ways in which you can come close to being quite sure what that is. It has to do with your giftedness, with your natural abilities, with your passions. Uh, but that's another question for another time. The point I'm making right now is that we need to engage with Yeshua as our atonement, but we also need to engage with the Father as the one who is sending us into the world to be something and do something. Think of Isaiah the prophet. He has a vision of God in the temple, chapter 6. High and lifted up, his train filled the temple. And the temple was filled with smoke. And then the voice of God says, uh, who shall I send and who will go for us? And immediately Isaiah says, here am I, Hineni, send me. We need to be those people. If we wish to have the kind of a spiritual life that is dynamic, then we need to have an atonement engagement. We need to have a sending engagement. Thirdly, we need a Ruach engagement. We read in our, 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 our reading of today that he breathed on them. And he said to them, receive the Ruach Kodesh. That spirit of God enlivening us, equipping us, and linking us to each other and to God uh, with a new empowered intimacy. I'll say it again. God's presence enlivening us equipping us 
and linking us to each other and to God with a new empowered intimacy. We need that engagement, engagement with the atone, with, uh, with Yeshua as our atonement, engagement with the Father as the one who sends us, and engagement with the Spirit who enlivens us, equips us, and links us together with each other and with God in a new empowered intimacy. We need that. However, Yeshua believers either neglect or distort each way of engagement. Let me talk about that for a minute. First of all, about atonement. Some believers treat the blood of Yeshua like a handy rinse. They do not really take their sins seriously, but they're glad to say, Yeshua paid it all. You know, I, I believe in Yeshua. He paid for my sins. Hallelujah. But that's the end of it. They know that Yeshua paid it all, but they don't live out all to him I owe. They don't live out a life of real commitment to Yeshua. They just treat the atonement as a kind of a safety valve, a, 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 a fire insurance. They lead uncommitted lives, just glad to be saved in some manner, exempt from God's judgment. But they overrate the atonement as if it exempts them from reorienting their lives to God's will and God's pleasure. The atonement was not given to us that we might live for ourselves and not for him. Uh, scripture says that all, he lo uh, we love him because he first loved us, etc., etc., etc. Okay, secondly, there are people who fail to engage properly with God as the one who sends us. Many people, their faith is a bless me, give me, thrill me faith. Their faith is all about God's blessing me, God's giving me, God's thrilling me. It's like Janice Joplin said in her song, Lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes Benz? Uh, they, uh, their understanding of the atonement is cockeyed. Their understanding of sending is not there. They're believers whose spiritual lives are all about themselves, about their friends, about their concerns. They never treat as a matter of urgency finding out what the concerns of God are. What does God want to do in the world? The Lord said to Isaiah, who shall I send and who will go for us? And uh, there are some people for whom that thought never occurs because their faith is all about a bless me, give me, thrill me. That's wrong. As far as the Ruach is concerned, many of us as believers are inadequately engaged with the Ruach. Some of us are leery of the Spirit. We've been brought up in theological circles that treat the Spirit as dangerous territory. Or we may expect little of the Spirit in our lives because we feel ourselves to be unworthy. We feel, oh, well, you know, I'm such a mess. I can't expect much from God at all. And so we expect nothing of, of the Spirit. We expect nothing from ourselves for engaging with the Spirit because we feel we're disqualified. That is deadly wrong. Thirdly, there are some people who are waiting for a crisis experience. Crisis experiences are nice. But they come on God's schedule. And uh, if you're spending your life waiting for a crisis experience, it's a big, big mistake. 
to such people, uh, uh, I would suggest uh, adopting a little bit of a third wave theology, which is the recognition that God has given his spirit. He has sent forth his spirit, and we should act on the assumption that the spirit is available to us and begin to experiment with being available to the spirit in the world. Don't wait. Get going. We need an atonement engagement. We need a sending engagement. We need a spirit engagement. The worst thing, though, is for people to believe that they just don't want to be bothered with such things as God's sending and God's equipping. Gimme, 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 and leave me alone, faith, is no faith at all. Our lives will only be effective to the degree that we have a continual synergistic synergy is a big word i debated with myself about using this word synergy means working together that's what it means inter interdependency an interdependent dynamism our lives will only be effective as we have continued interdependent synergistic engagement with the crucified mashiach that's the atonement the sending father and the empowering spirit and this is not a sequence. This is a constant interactive reality. I want to close by talking about the other apostle. We looked at the 12 apostles up there in the, in the upper room. Let's talk about the other apostle. There he is, Paul the apostle. When he had his encounter with the crucified one on the road to Damascus, he then spent three days blind and fasting in Damascus. During that time, he grappled with the idea that this crucified one, this one who had been killed, was alive. And he began to figure out what we already know, that Yeshua was alive because he had died for our sins, he was crucified for our sins, and he was raised from the dead for our justification, as Paul will say later. So he had an encounter with the atonement. He also had an encounter with sending when Hananiah, Ananias, is sent to lay hands on Paul. Uh, God says to him, uh, uh, the, the, the Yeshua says to uh, Ananias, I, I'm going to show him the things he must suffer for my sake. And he tells Paul, you must, I'm going to send you to Gentiles and kings. Paul had an assignment. So he had an atonement faith. He had ascending faith. And of course, when Ananias came to be with him, Ananias uh, said, uh, the, the, the one who met you on the road sent me to lay hands upon you that you might receive the Holy Spirit. And that's exactly what happened. So I don't think there's anyone that we envy more than we envy this man lying there in the light, Paul. But he had what we can have and what we should have on an ongoing basis. He had this kind of faith that we're talking about. We, like he, should engage with God in three ways in order to go grow with God in all ways. There is really nothing to wait for. Um, you can do this now engagement with Yeshua as your atonement, 
Engage with the Father as the one who is sending you into the world to make a difference. Engage with the Spirit who equips you and enlivens you and who joins you in a new intimacy, a new empowered intimacy with the Father through the Son in the Holy Spirit. And that's what I have to say to you today here on planet Earth.